by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Going on is your boy R-E-Double and my tag team partner himself. Yo, 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 it's me, it's me, it's that D-O-O-G-I-F-R-A-N-C-H-I-S-E. Yes, Siri, in the place to be, ready to go bell to bell and race some hell with Rel, who's missing, obviously, and it's <laughs> now just me, so I'm going to keep it going, keep it rolling, so let's go. Out of the finish. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Technical difficulties. Oh, we having some... Technical difficulties, so I'm gonna just hold it down and tell y'all who out here tonight who tuned in with us. Who tuned in every time I see a name pop up tonight? I'm about to do the <laughs> the Jabari tribe call. My five. Oh, every time somebody tune in, shout them out at the same time. Why? Because we warriors out here. And please, if you see the number down below, please call in, tune in, share your opinions, share your thoughts. Go off, cut a promo, do something. Because today we talking wrestling, so I want energy. Anywho, let, where you want to begin? Where y'all want to begin? Y'all want to start Monday? Y'all want to start Monday? Because I feel like it's still just me. Let's start with Monday Night Raw. Let's, let's hit some highs and let's hit some lows. First, let's start with... The match that's been made of Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor versus the rated all superstar Edge. And and uh, Beth Phoenix. All right, I'm back. Yes. I'm back. I was trying to hold it down. <laughs> Yo, I had some camera issues. Though. The camera just went completely dark on me. All right, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, technical difficulties. Might so, be, man, I don't know. Might be WWE. I, I did a whole intro, and I said, let's start off with Monday Night Raw, starting with the mixed tag match that got made for the Elimination Chamber between Judgment Day's Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor versus the Rated All Superstar Edge and the Glamazon Beth Phoenix. That's a thing? I don't know. So I so I guess we I guess we figure Edge and Beth Phoenix is gonna win that, right? I you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I want to see what happens on Monday because I feel like Rhea might be pissed. Like, why are you putting me in the match? No, and I got a match with Charlotte coming up. I'm trying to stay fresh as possible. Exactly my point. So I don't know. I don't Especially know. if she's going to get for a SmackDown title, she might be, you know, jumping ship soon. It's gotta be hundred percent for Charlotte Flair. You can't be ninety percent. Facts. God, don't let me talk positive about Charlotte because I'm not a big fan of hers. <laughs> but let me, ask, facts. Let, me ask, let me ask you a question. What did you think about the whole um, Cody promo with Paul Heyman? Yeah, that shit was crazy. That shit was deep. That was, yo, that was, I don't even call that a promo. That's storytelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's, what, I would always say Cody does storytelling well. He did. He even did it in AEW. He does. No, but well, not what he not see. What I mean is like, yo, you connected all the dots. You connected all the. You made sure you mentioned Sami Zayn. And I commend them for that because they didn't yeah. go all. They didn't do the normal and try to ignore it like it's not going on. Yeah, like you, you, you made sure you let you let it be known. Sami Zayn is could be your possible opponent. That's a contender. You even say yo, big ups to him. You. And you moved over to Roman, but Hammon comes out and you like, you know what? Before I even hit the Roman talk, I want to talk about you first. Let me give you your flowers, and then I'm gonna let you know I'm coming for your boy, baby. So tell him watch his back. I respect that. I think the one thing I take from that is that um, the part of uh, him just saying, "I'm just a guy trying to win a championship," and everybody wants to make it personal. 
So when I be Roman, now it's personal. And I'm like, if you thought it was just, I get the fact you want to win just the championship, but you know full well it was gonna get personal at some point. But I respect it though, because I like 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 if you've heard his um, I think it was uh, what you call it, uh, you know the the podcast with Corey Graves. Yes. Yeah, he says like, yo. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do say wrestling has um, more than one royal family, but yo, for my family be, to be there, we need to have that WWE title. Because mm-hmm. like yo, and it's and it and yo, I, as I'm sitting here, I had to sit back and I'm like, yeah, because huh. every other wrestling royal family has at least had one world champion. Even the Orton's, the Orton's, yes. the, the McMahon's, the, the yeah. The, the NOIE family, the Hardys, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Hardys, huh? The, the Steiners. Scott was world champ. There was in no, w, not in WO. Okay, still gotta count that. Fine, but then, but no, because then it would defeat the purpose. I'm gonna tell you why. Because Dusty <coughs> was a a world champion. Oh wait, oh, in WCW, he was world champ. NWA, he was. Yeah, so. But we talking straight WWE slash F. Okay, so then yeah. But I get yeah. what you're saying though. Like he has to win the world championship for it actually to mean something. And then the fact that he's like, yo, he he got a headline the 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 actual the, the Super Bowl of for professional wrestling. Now, now, now don't get me wrong, right? I, I I'm in favor of more Sammy being the one to to fight Roman at WrestleMania. Yo, but I'm, I'm not, not mad at I'm not mad at Cody challenging. You know, at the end of the day, it's still going to be a good match. It, it's going to have a lot of drama. And I really don't think it's going to hit. I don't really think it's going to be a straight-up one-on-one match. I think there's going to be some interference in it. So. Yo, and, so, my, okay. Yes. My thing is, I want Sammy to challenge for the world title. But Sammy's story doesn't end with Roman. I know, I know. It really ends with the Usos. Yeah. And then what me and then I and I feel like I know you probably gonna say the same thing and yet playing in the back of your head too. Jay Uso's gonna call Sammy. They're gonna beat Sammy down and Kevin Owens gonna be the one to help him, and then it's gonna lead to that. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, like another scenario I heard was like um like Roman Jay and, and uh uh Jimmy beating him down. Kevin comes out, and then obviously it's not enough, and then Cody comes out, so that way it kind of evens up the odds, and then you get the babyface Cody, who goes which after Roman. I mean, which then, you get what I'm saying? Like it makes sense, but it connects it, the dots. That's what I'm saying, and I and I feel like in the in the McMahon regime, it wouldn't make this much sense. Yeah, because be like, I, it would be Sammy getting the type of shot, obviously. But then it would be like right after that, it's just like, okay, we're just going to forget everything after that. Cody, like, Sammy's never going to touch Roman again, never go near Roman again. Yo, so, okay. So, fun fact. Let's peel it back a little bit. Like, that, yeah. what you just said, I, I, I agree. Because, to be fair, Cody owes Kevin Owens. You know that, right? From what? Oh, so, you see um, Cody's excursion? Especially mm-hmm. his Ring of Honor run and New Japan run, mm-hmm. yo. Kevin made them that call to the Young Bucks and was like, "Yo, take care of my guy." Mm-hmm. So, and then you got man. As soon as Cody left, he did a few indices, but he was immediately yeah. in Bullet Club and all that. And yeah, all yeah. Like, yo, I still don't think he fit in Bullet Club though. Huh? Just because he was wearing suits, man. <laughs> that made those no like, yeah, like he was just like to me, Bullet Club was like Renegades, and they yeah, yeah. He felt like. Like, like he's like, you know how they be like, name what doesn't fit. Kenny, see, Omega, he's like Omega, the Bucks, uh, Marty Scarl, uh, Hangman, his, Cody. his gear, though, his gear made him fit in the bullet club, yeah, because he because he has the black gear with the leather jacket. With the, yeah. I was with the flight, I was like, yo, I, I bangs with that. It, that was it had the bullet club logo on it, so yeah, once you put a bullet club logo on anything, it, it makes it, it makes that's true. Already. But like, yo, that's and that's a that's another way in connecting dots. Like that was that's that's super storytelling. Cody's and then that's the thing. Like he has to tell that story. Mm-hmm. 
he has to tell that story. And it sucks because you never got to see it play out at AEW. Because that whole storyline really started with Cody kind of like trying to take over Bullet Club. And Kenny wasn't having it. But then everything started moving so fast. And then the company got made. So it was just like, we're all on the same page now. We have a common goal. So the storyline kind of got scrapped. Nah, that's a, and honestly, yo, some of the best being the elite. Oh wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Did you did you watch being the elite? Yeah, of course. Oh no, the storyline concludes. When did it? How did it end? So okay, it starts with first um when um Cody beats Omega at a Ring of Honor pay per view, mm-hmm. right? But then it starts with. Everything between the the um, golden the golden lovers and the young bucks because they was feuding. I remember. And then that Cody, match, that match huh? was awesome. Yeah, and then they and Cody was trying to get in between because he had Hangman in his pocket. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because um, then then they do wasn't there a scene where like I think he hit he hit Omega with the chair or something like that or he hit him with the crossroads. Yeah. So then I'm gonna tell you what happens. What makes it what makes it crazy was Omega when Omega beat Okada for the title. Cody managed to con- like weasel his way into turning their rematch into a triple threat. And got himself involved. I remember that. Yeah, and then they made it official. But then at that same time, they had to to tally up and actually just like they read they hashed everything out. And then what made it even crazy was that's when they was doing that whole bullet club is fine. Yeah, but then hold on, that was a little bit before. No, bullet club is fine was before that. What happened? What happened is when Bullet Club split into Bullet Club then the Elite to the oh, Bullet Club, Bullet Club uh, um, with um, Tama Tango when they turned on him, right? Yeah, and and then I remember was it Cutthroat was, era? Was it the Cutthroat era? No, it was before the Cutthroat era. Mm-hmm. It was before the Cutthroat era because the Cutthroat came after, like they left. Because like it ends. Them turned on 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 Omega and like at a, at some new at some new Japan US show wasn't it yeah and it was after they all made peace mm-hmm. and then he came out because like if you watch the being the elite they actually <laughs> yo it actually ends with all of them in the room like bandaged up and then Cody goes and just a little dead silence and goes yeah that was crazy and then it goes quiet and then Cody just goes man what the fuck is Haku's problem and then, <laughs> and then yo, yeah, and then, yeah, that was, and that's they, how they ended it. Absolutely destroyed the elite. Oh yeah, wasn't that their way of like? Wasn't that almost like their way of kicking them out, right? Because they were that's when they were starting up AEW. It was around because the storyline never even got a proper ending. It was it was around that time. It was around the Jericho cruise mm-hmm. because the elite got invited and they didn't. Mm. But um, but yeah, let's, let's let's keep up on that Monday Night Raw. Let's keep up. Elimination Chamber. How you feeling about some of these entrants? How you um, feeling? Uh, I like I, I like the way the Elimination Chamber shape it up. You can you can tell that Street Profits are gonna break up soon. It's gonna get to a point where Montez is gonna get all of the Shawn Michaels rub, and Dawkins is gonna get all of the Marty Jannetty. Although Dawkins is holding his own, you can tell it when he can't win his match, and then Montez wins his match. It's yeah, only a matter of time. Look at the opponent difference. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, Elias was one and Damian Priest was the other. I get it. But something's going to come to a point in jealousy. I'm going to say after WrestleMania, they'll split. The, I, I don't want to say split because I think they're still doing a draft. I think they're just going to move them away from each other. Yeah, but like, you know how they, they did Biggie in the New Day? Do, okay, but do they move them away from each other with Dawkins like beating them up at before? Because remember, they did that with whole Miz and Morrison, remember? They split yeah, them but, and then Miz turned on them. But they can do they can do without that. Mm. They did it for the new day. Like yeah, I don't I like mean, that's the only one team I could ever remember that they split up without them actually splitting up. The um the Dudleys. In the no, first ever draft. Yeah, but he split them up. They split them up. They never attacked each other. Yeah, that Reverend Devon thing wasn't a working though. Yeah. They brought them right back together like three, four months later. Yeah, but they did it without them attacking each other. You they can do it because like I like yo put Montez on whatever and put Dawkins with like Dawkins can't hold his own. He just needs a better, better fit. What, what brand are they better fit? Is, is Dawkins better on Raw or SmackDown, or is Montez better on SmackDown or Raw? 
Okay, I'm going to say I feel like Dawkins would be better on SmackDown and Montez would be better on Raw. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I get it. Fox is super sportsy, mm-hmm. which could be good for Mon- for um Dawkins. And USA is hella entertainment, which is what's good for um Montez. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, because you're not going to, like... Like a lot of non-talkers okay, and over-the-top yeah. characters are on SmackDown, mm-hmm. but most of the over-the-top characters are on Raw. Yeah, yeah, it's the gimmicky ones. Yeah, Montez kind of falls into that. Mark, what up, Mark? Montez kind of falls into the middle of both, though, because he can be he can he can have that sports entertainment element, but then he that beautiful ass frog splash, man. And his no, I get it. His like yo, he literally made the five star frog splash hot again. Yes, that's exactly yes. what it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, what, how do you compare? Do you compare Montez to Kofi Kingston back in two thousand eight? No. If you if you can compare Montez to anybody, who would it be? Mm, that's a good question. Let me get all right. Hot take. Hot take, hot take right here. He's a it's out of and not just because of the frog splash. Mm-hmm. He could be a he's a mix of a lot of characters for me. Okay. Um a little flash funk. Mm-hmm. A little Guerrero. Mm-hmm. In a in a little Van Dam, with also some Jerry Lynn. Makes all all wrapped into Montez Ford. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I, you know, he's entertaining, but I've never like he cuts promos, but I've never seen him cut the promo. You yeah, I get what, what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, he has to, he has to have that defining promo. Not, not even like he's good hyping up. What they doing tonight? You know what I mean? Okay, so let me ask you another question: Is he better off staying as a face, or is he better? As, or would you think he'd, he'd be better as a heel? Honestly, it don't matter. Hmm. It don't matter because if he's as a heel, all the silly stuff he'll do, he can still do it and just taunt the crowd. He'll be technically, yeah, yeah. it will. He'll be just doing um, Seth Rollins shit. Still. I was just gonna say that because honestly, some of the best characters. Or the ones who never who can change from babyface to heel, but never change the mannerisms that they do. And that's the thing; he would be just doing Seth Rollins and shit. And then, like, if if he stays as a babyface, he's good. All I would say is like, yo, he needs another finisher. Yeah, yeah. He needs another. He needs like, like a. He needs like a. Not I wouldn't say a stomp, like a Seth Rollins stomp, but something similar to that. I mean, he has a finisher that he can hit on anybody. Right, but yeah. he just needs to finish it that as like a last, resort. like you know how Undertaker had the Hell's Gate as like a last resort all the time. Mm-hmm. He needs like a last resort because like if the splash takes out of you, you need something that you can catch someone at someone in at the last second to like hold them. Like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins has a pedigree, but his last resort is a stomp. Yeah, but and it, this motherfucker in that pedigree is ridiculous. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> all right, the fact that he's able to hit the pedigree like in different variations that Triple H has never done. Yeah. Like imagine know. back then in, in 2002 if Triple H was feuding with Goldberg, right? Imagine if they had the creative mind back then that if Goldberg said, you I'm going to do a spear, you're going to turn it into a pedigree. Triple H probably be like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but think about like the fan reaction. Think about how we would have felt as fans if Goldberg would have speared Triple H and he turned it into a pedigree. We would have been like, what the? I would have been hyped. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, but I'm saying, imagine if they had the mind frame back then to think of that. Like, kudos to whoever, whoever told Seth Rollins, like, you can turn that into a pedigree. When they were at, are they athletic enough to do that? That's, that's the thing. Yeah, like, would Triple H be able to withstand, would Triple H not tear a quad trying to catch Goldberg into a spit? Because, yeah, like, you got to remember, they're moving at a different pace now than they was back then. You know what would be a nice move for, um, for, um, Montage, if it wasn't so overly used, the RKO. Nah, cause Riddle. 
That's what I said. If it wasn't so overly used. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I've seen the best variation of the cutter. I don't know if you watch NXT. Yeah, I know, but she, she, so she got that from somebody from GCW. It don't matter who she got it from. The fact of the matter is I seen it on my TV from her. Yo, no, you did it because I sent it to you. I, I paid attention to it on my TV from her. Yeah, I sent it to you, and I sent it to you before she even came on TV. It's crazy, though, that like the, the, the creativity it takes to make, to make that move, to be able to have the precision and timing for that. Thank you for yeah. brushing off the fact that you don't read my messages now. <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes. Yes. Most of the time I do. Hey, babe. Most of the times I do. Most of the time. Nah, but yeah, nah. Uh, yeah. Like, what would be a dope move for Montez for? Huh. That is a good question. We, let's, what, about let's get... un, what about an unprettier? Oh, what about an unprettier? Nah. What about nah, the vertebrae? No, because no. he won't be able to hit that on everybody. I ain't gonna front when I was younger, seeing a vertebrae was a hype. That move had me hype. Yeah, was yeah. it? Um, maybe you know what's crazy? All those overly used, if he could pull it off, I say a spear. Everybody else do it. Yeah, nah. Why don't he just use a KOD? All right, I would, uh, I would understand if he did that. That would yeah. be fire. Yeah, like. Like would you like would anybody be mad if Bianca did a fire a frog splash? No, because everybody been like, yeah, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm saying, like, imagine if he had the strength to hit people with KOGs. Oh yeah, I'd be fired. All right. So what else? What else? What else? Did you did you get a chance to watch AEW last week? Uh, I saw bits and pieces of it. Did you watch the uh, elite match? The say that again. Did you watch the elite match? Yes. AR Fox is a gym to professional wrestling. I just want to say that out loud. I am, yeah, AR Fox is a freak. The AR fact Fox that is he is just now getting on TV, when I remember watching him do wrestling in like 2012, this guy's a, a gym. He reminds, he's like AEW's version of Ricochet. I'm going to say it now, but fuck Logan Paul for this. Montez Ford will be cool doing the buckshot Larry. <laughs> I had a funny feeling you was going in. Like shit. I ain't gonna front though. I ain't gonna front. Logan Paul kind of makes that shit effortlessly though. All right. Actually, Logan Paul. I mean, Logan Paul. Montez Ford could do the Death Rider. Hmm. Because he, he can always. Hit. But he has to huh? do the Death Rider. He can't do the the. It has to be the Death Rider. Like he has to lift. Me. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but. Shit, what was we just talking about? What about a DDT? Just like a straight up DDT, like an even flow. Mm-mm. Everybody does even flow DDT. Nah, no, not everybody does even flow. Oh, he has to do the Dream DT. Oh, the Tommy Dreamer one? No, the Velveteen Dreams DDT. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Uh, talk about another waste of talent. Uh, we'll, 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 let's, you know what? We'll save that for the second half when we talk about best rookie years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they, uh, actually, that DDT is fire, though. Yes. Yeah, that was that was I was like, yo, that's a finisher, finisher. Um, what else happened on Raw? Brock Lesnar. I don't care about that. No, I know I, there's gonna be. I know there's gonna be some faulty finish where they're gonna I, end up fighting at WrestleMania is not gonna be a clean finish. And then we'll talk about how you feel about the promo. Thought it was funny. Who said I lay down with my wife and after four or five hours, which you all know what he meant by that. All I could think about is Bobby Lashley. I love this. I love this. I, mean, I love Sable, Sable might just be old and washed up now. That's probably why. That's moving on. <laughs> no, Bobby looks the same as he looked in 2008. Black don't crack. I can't say the same about Sable. That's fair. That is fair. That is fair. They need to have a hell in a cell match or something. They yeah. have to, and their match has to end with like a last man standing or a gimmick match. Whatever, whatever way it ends is going to end with the Hurt Business getting back together. They're going to put the beats on, on Brock Lesnar. I'm with it. They already with got it. they already got Shelton and um, Cedric winning matches again. So that's a start. I'm with it. Um, okay. The cage match. The cage match. Oh, and then we go to – let's finish that up and then go to AEW. 
Because I also want, I want to, I definitely want to talk about that MJF promo. The one where you talked about Liv Morgan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. She should have went on Twitter and was just like, for the record, I don't remember anything from that night. Because <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, they should have just played the whole thing. She just played the character. Like, I don't remember. That would have been funny. But, um, um, the cage match, uh, I mean, it was, it was good for what it was. I mean, it don't, Lita coming out doesn't do anything if it doesn't amount to her having a match. So the way I'm looking at it, it might end up being like damage control at Russell. No, because uh, damage control about to lose those tag belts. So somewhere down the line, you might get damage control versus like they're going to lose it after WrestleMania. Yeah, probably. Somewhere down the line, you're going to get um, damage control against Lita, Trish, and Becky. That's what. Yeah, that's what I heard the rumor was. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's, it's it's still better than anything Bray Wyatt's doing, but I must. Oh, before before you go, just the ending of SmackDown last week, since you know it plays I love, into. I love the fact that Sammy came out like a rebel with a cause. He went from, yo, know, and literally in about a week span, Sammy went from being so passive to being the most aggressive wrestler on the roster. That's funny. He still got jumped though, but still he was more aggressive than I ever saw, and he does the spear better than Roman. Yes, I said it. It was clean. I ain't gonna front. It was clean. It was clean, but I ain't gonna front the cleanest spare in wrestling right now is Ricky Starks. Yeah. You know, he just throws his whole body into it, so it makes it look Yeah, cool. and then he puts his arms out like an airplane and shit. And he hugs you as he spares you, so yeah, it is definitely clean. But all right, so let's, let's, let's get into AEW. I didn't see the, the, the. I will say this top down from bottom, from top to bottom was the best show in terms of wrestling. Takesha and MJF match was fire. Um, I didn't the women's see that. match was, and eh, but it's the women's match, so I'm not, you know, it is what it is. Um, AR Fox and Elite match was great. I saw some of that. That was fire. Um, I, oh, Danielson versus Roosh. I saw oh, some man. of that. Roosh, if, if they don't push Roosh as their, one of their top heels, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, Roosh is a force. Yeah, like Roosh, Roosh is came a in and made you forget all about Andrade. Fair. There you go. It is and exactly. it's fair. Exactly. No, um, tell me about um, exactly. CK Top Flight is awesome. Top Flight will be tag team champions before this year is up. They should be. They should be the ones, especially with the guns now. Yeah, they should be the ones. So, yeah, supposedly that's FTL coming back to take the belts. I don't know, man. Uh, all right, so yo, tell me, uh, talk to me about the the because I didn't see it. Ricky Starks going through the gauntlet. Uh, it was horrible. He won one uh, match in like two minutes. Won the next match in about two, two seconds. And then never even got okay. So I was listening to a wrestling podcast today, right? And it makes sense, right? I want to give credit to wrestling podcast. Why is Ricky Starks going through a gauntlet to fight Jericho when he already beat Jericho? Mm. Mm. Like, like the logic makes no sense if you really think about it. I have to go through a gauntlet to fight your whole squad to fight you when I already beat you. So, uh, because I didn't see it, did he make it? No, he lost. Jericho so, with a Judas effect in the, from the crowd as he was pretending to be a luchador fan, a wrestler with a mask. Oh, uh, that's the same thing. Oh, like he did with Rey Mysterio. Yes. Copy. Yep. Hey. And, so I, will, and huh? I will say this, though. You can tell, for one, I was waiting for Billy Gunn to turn on and claim last night, which didn't happen, which means it's going to happen the next time they fight. And... Once they lost, yo, you could hear the crowd just like everybody was just like, oh, like it just took the air out the crowd. Yo, I, yo, I heard, bro. It sounded heard. like Undertaker got the streak broken. Remember when oh. it was like that, that silence? It was just like it was like that silence, and then like people had to kind of digest what just happened. That's what it sounded like. Yo, but y'all heard they got mad backlash for that. It it was so, it was so, like. The, the match was, like, it was so convoluted. Like, it was so, so crazy. Okay, first of all, shout out to the referee for taking a crazy bump. Because he took a shot, and yo, his, yo, you got you to gotta see how the referee fell out the ring, yo. It was hilarious, yo. Like, he took a forearm shot, and he just dropped. And then Billy Gunn came out, and what looked like Billy Gunn was going to hold up um, uh, Bowens to get hit with the belt. It was just like it kind of got flipped, and then his son hit him with the belt. And then they got hit with the belt, and then they got rolled up, and then lost on a roll up because he got hit. It was it was just like I was just like, yo, they really about to beat, and I was like, oh, 
you got first of all, you knew it was going to be a title change because it was the main event, and you was just like, oh yeah, they're going to lose the belts. And then once they lost the belts, it was just like, damn. So what happens now? But you know they're going to get the rematch at the pay per view, whether they win or not. I don't know. I think that's what Billy's going to turn on. Oh damn, that's whack. That's whack. Yeah, you're right, CK. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not mad at the guns for winning. I look, I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't get all butthurt like everybody else when titles change. Like people hate when the T when the TNT title go back and forth. I don't mind it because the world title doesn't switch hands a lot. So if you have, a, I don't want to keep watching a match. I don't want to watch a TNT title match every week if he's going to keep winning every week. Like I want to know that okay, this might be a chance he might lose. So I'm not. So I'm not mad about the. I'm not mad about the acclaimed losing either because it's still popular. It's just. Oh, it's, the question is now: What do you do from there? Where do you go from there after? Yeah, they might be so over they don't need the titles. Yeah, and then if you look at the Gun Club, the Gun Club or, or cosplay HBK, they they wear the same kind of gear HBK used to wear in the nineties. I mean, it's stylish. And no, no, and yo, and Austin Gun sells like a mother. <laughs> you know, Austin Gun is like Austin Gun might be this generation's Dolph Ziggler. Like he can sell his butt off. Like, and he's a pretty good rapper too. But you know. He's okay. It's all right. It's pretty good. Right? He's okay. But I actually like. I like. I like Austin Gunn. I don't know. Okay, put it this way: If Austin Gunn was if Austin Gunn had Colton Gunn's height with his body, he might be a star in, in AEW as a single star. Okay. They, the guns complement each other. Oh wait, another move Montez Ford can have the famous sir, because that he can hit out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think that he probably get on it too. Probably exactly. He can definitely hit that out of nowhere. But then, but then Carmelo Hayes has that off the top rope. Yeah, but that's right. Montez Ford doesn't need to hit it off the top rope. Montez Ford can literally jump that high. Yeah, yeah, you're right. CK the A the AW tag team division deep. So yeah, this is what I'm saying. So I'm okay with you know the tag team titles changing hands because one week the claim can have it, next week FTR can have it, shit, sure. the House of Black can have it in six months. Like it's you, three tag team champions, who do you got? Um, what that I hasn't think, been tag team champions. Okay, okay, that hasn't been tag team champions. Top flight, like it has to be in order or just any three. It don't matter. Okay, top flight. Um, and it's crazy because they tag team division so deep. It's like top flight might have the belts for a minute. Um, top flight. Uh, I'll be honest with you, CK. With the way FTR, with the way Dax has been talking on his podcast, I don't think he want to go back to AEW. Um, top flight. Uh, this might sound crazy. I'm gonna say Jungle Boy and Hook. Um, and it might be a tag team that might not even be there yet. Okay. Maybe Russian, I don't know. Oh, maybe at some point you might get Claudio and um, Claudio and Mox. Uh, okay. Supposedly, supposedly that's the match at um at uh All Out. I mean, at Double or Nothing, it's supposed to be um, uh, the Elite against uh Blackpool Combat Club for the trios belts. Oh, that's gonna. If that's the thing, I'm gonna see that. My only problem is that you know it'll be Will or you that gets pinned. So. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you a question before we go to break, and then we get to this rookie thing. Who's Adam Cole's first opponent back? Huh. Well, it ain't gonna be um, MJF. That's not till summer, or after summer soon. And that might be set. That might be September's pay per view. Yeah, MJF's first opponent back. No, Adam Cole's. Adam Cole's. Uh, it hard to say, right? Um, yeah, uh, not a lot of stand. Honestly, there's no like legit standouts. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then you know how AEW is; they'll start to build a hill up over the next couple of weeks, and you'll wonder why. And then you're like, "Oh, that's why he's Adam Cole's first opponent." If they wanted to be Samoa Joe again, or Darby. Just as you know, throw somebody out there because it could be a tournament for a title shot at MJF. 
Yeah, but if, if Adam Cole's a, a face, you probably want him against other heels. You don't probably want to put him against faces. Yeah, say that. Say the same thing to CM Punk. Oh, private party. Yeah, it's possible. Private party, too. I don't ever count private party out when it comes to winning the tag team belts, either. You could, you could tell that to CM Punk when he showed up. Just just, just, just go after um Josh Alexander and just reform the North. I'd be okay with that, too. I would say the Briscoe. I would say the Briscoes if, if Jay was still alive, because I could see a crossover, but because still don't even know what Mark's gonna do with the tag team belts. Ooh, Shane Taylor Productions. Uh, he's probably gonna CK. I'm I, I'm probably gonna say he's probably gonna ask for a title shot at the pay per view in March. He'll probably he'll probably end up fighting um uh, Claudio for the title for the Ring of Honor title. That's my guess. But, yo, we gonna, oh, we, oh, shit, we have a half an hour. Okay. But we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back for the break, uh, we're going to talk about rookies, first year wrestlers. We had the best rookie year. Yeah, so we, if you get a podcast on the Evening Rush Network, you don't know how. This is how you do it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time stops, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Even Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> get to it. Now, here are our sponsors. Yo, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. It's Rails and Doogie Franchise, Art of the Finish Wrestling Podcast. Um, what's the topic for tonight? Yo, which wrestlers do you think had the best, some of the greatest rookie years? Who, Which wrestlers had some of the best rookie years? Yeah, I'm sorry, because our topic was supposed to be our own. Who's going to book our own WrestleMania? And then we kind of got together early and kind of switched it up a little bit. At the Art of the Finish Wrestling Podcast, that's what happens here. We always start with one thing and end up somewhere totally different. So yeah, we're we like Roddy Piper. We yeah, like we're going to end up booking our own WrestleMania as we get a little closer to it. But, yeah, so who had the best first rookie year? So um, since it was the topic that you had, you go first. Uh, ooh, best rookie year. I would say in the WWE, one of the greatest rookie years, I will give it to AJ Styles. Because dude showed up and was it? By September, he was champion. Well, so he wasn't even supposed to be even in the title picture. Yeah, so like he showed up, he legit showed up in January of 2016, and by September of 2016, he was a WWE champion. Uh, I guess I gotta go. Um, Ultimate Warrior. No hell no. You know, he had a, a great rookie year. I, I don't know. He was before my time. Oh, and I, oh, <laughs> and I don't like him. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, he ended Hunky Tonks. He ended, he ended Hunky Tonk streak, longest Intercontinental Championship reign, in like See, thirty seconds. I ain't gonna front. All right, so let's let's go. Let's go. Matter of fact, let's just let's just talk about wrestlers with great rookie years and why. Because if that's that's the case, we can sit there and say. 
Another great rookie year. Brock Lesnar, amazing rookie year. First year. Um, I could say Goldberg. Did he, though? Did he lose? Huh? Did he lose? Did Yo, he wasn't winning as much matches as they said he was winning. Bro, it don't matter. To the eye it at does that matter. Time, no, because at that time, we would have believed he was really like 170 and 0. We believed it. Where? We believed Where? It. We believed it, though. Come on. You want to sit here and tell me you didn't believe it? I didn't believe it. At a kid, as a kid, you didn't believe it? Nah. Also, right, we talk about rookies like in the, in the we talk about like in that federation, um, CK, because he said AJ doesn't count; he wasn't a rookie. But you got to count like in rookie times. Like if that's the case, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle had a great rookie year. He was world champion yeah. too. And yeah, but yeah, his was in like a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did it in a year. That man, that man did a lot in his first year. I mean, uh, for someone who thought he was coming in as a ultimate baby face that turned into ultimate hill and won the championship in his first year the shield had an amazing rookie year oh, the shield the shield and i i gotta throw them all in one because they all like won titles at the same day um and remember seth came in as seth came in as in a member of the show's nxt chair first nxt champ too by the way yo you're right you are damn. You're right. Um, let's see. Little, Who's a little quick, little quick quiz? First three NXT champions. Okay. See a wrestling knowledge. See a wrestling knowledge. Is that a t- to me or is that to them? That's to you. Okay. So, let me let me get this right. Seth Rollins, Big E, Bo Dallas. Yep. And to this day, to this day, I still don't understand how Bo Dallas be Big E. I don't get it. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens had a banging rookie year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in and beat John Cena on his first night. Yo. Then he stepped on the U.S. title. He was mad disrespectful. I'll do one better. His first two matches, he was a world champion in NXT. That's true. That's true. And then came in and beat John Cena. Yeah. He beat the crap out of Sami Zayn his first night there. Yo, uh, I want to say Bodell's had a good rookie. No, 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 he was saying the he was saying the champions. Oh, yeah, Seth Rollins, Big E, Bo Dallas. I could tell you a few of them. Big E, it was it was Big E, it, it was Seth, it was um, Big E, it was Bo Dallas, then it was um, Neville, yeah, Pop was then, Pop, then it was Sami Zayn, and then it was, then Kevin. It was Kevin Owen, then, then it Finn. was then Finn. Yep, then Samoa Joe, then Shinsuke, then Joe. Uh, then Joe Shinsuke. again, yep. Because Joe was a then, two-time champ. Yep, then Shinsuke. Then it was, um, what's his name? Was it Robert Roode? Yeah, it was Bobby Roode. Then Drew McIntyre. Then Andrade. Then, um, what's I his name? Alistair. Then it was Alistair Black. Then it was, then it was um, Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Then it was Gargano, then Adam Cole, then it was Keith Lee, then it was Karrion Cross, then it was Finn Balor, then it was Karrion Cross, then it was Samoa Joe. Yeah, and I forgot then, Samoa Joe came back. And then it was yeah. Karrion Cross again. Nope. Then no, it was after, after Samoa Joe, it was Tommaso Ciampa. And oh, yeah, because Samoa then, Joe did the bogus. Samoa Joe did the bogus injury angle. They had yep. the fatal forward. And then it was Ciampa. Then it was Braun Breaker. Yep. And then it was Dolph stuck Ziggler. with that. No, oh, it yes. Was Dolph yep. Then Braun then Breaker. Breaker. And they ain't never been yep. no other champs. Yeah. Oh, no. Sinai. Yes. Sheamus. Sheamus and Ronda Rousey had a. Mm. Sheamus, because Sheamus beat John Cena in that tables match. Like, yeah, two Sheamus. Months being on the main roster. Yeah, so okay, he had the fastest title rise. Okay, so Sheamus had the best rookie year. <laughs> a long time Sheamus had the best rookie year. You get yeah. it. You won. CK, you got it. He was the world champion. Ronda Rousey had a oh she had a good rookie year, huh? She had a good rookie, she had a good rookie year by standards of, of us as fans, but by but the booking that they put her in, of course she had a great rookie year. That's true. 
Yeah, you got to look at it like that too. Like it was, it was the booking that put her where they put her. Actually, you know, okay. Even though he wasn't a rookie because he was in NXT, but Finn Balor on the main roster had a good rookie year. I mean, he won the world title his first match. First ever his second match. match. First his ever, second oh, yeah, match. The first match, he beat Roman. And then the second match, you beat and Seth. Beat Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty damn good resume if you ask me. <laughs> that is, his third match should have been Dean, and I would have been like, yeah, he, and then, and, he and got injuries, And then he lost to injuries. He lost to the ever, he lost to the ever so popular vacant. Facts. Vacant has the most victories in professional wrestling. So let me ask you a question: What do you think will make a group like? What do a wrestler need to have a perfect rookie year? Um, uh, that's a good question. Because to, like, to me, you would have. I, I like rookies if you build them up, let them start getting wins and more wins, and people start taking notice. Like almost sort of like how they did Goldberg. Oh my Goldberg god! No, no, I'm only bringing Goldberg up because of the way they built them up. He would beat low-level guys. Then they pushed him to the U.S. title. He won the U.S. title. Waited a couple more months, and then he won the world title. That's how I would build somebody up. I don't like that okay. whole, like, you bring him in. And then, like Charlotte, you bring her in on her first night, she wins the title back. I don't like that. Like, even, oh, Paige. Paige okay. first night on the road, won the women's uh, championship. So do you think? Okay, so. Undertaker had a great rookie year, too. Yeah, but you know, you mean, so, okay. okay. Yeah, like he had Undertaker had together. great matches. He had great matches. I don't think he Goldberg had, a, had. Nah, I don't think so either. Undertaker had Goldberg. a full circle moment. He literally went from one Survivor Series to the next and became world champion. Which is dope. Because, like, yo, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm be honest. Like, yo, most of these Ricky years, like, I don't like Go. I don't, and I hate Goldberg, but I hate the way he was built up. Oh, you know the great rookie year, Yokozuna. See, I like and I like him because okay, similar to Goldberg, he had like the same come up, but he had matches and it looked good. And he Goldberg did it. Yes, who said Giant Gonzalez? Stop yeah, it. CK's CK's being an right? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> like. That's like like I don't, that's why I can never consider Goldberg like you're not a great rookie year because you didn't prove like you didn't prove nothing to me you everyone was just fed to you mm-hmm. like I, like I would say considering Brock Lesnar had a similar upcoming where he was just beating people up even though they fed people to Brock Lesnar he was putting on he's still putting on dope matches I mean you got but you to look at Brock Lesnar though you had to look at who he was fighting like his first feud was like the Hardys. Then he had to. Then he had to go through the King of the Ring tournament where he had to be Test and Rob Van Dam, and that Booker worked T. his way up. Yeah, then that worked his way up to the Rock. Um, right. right back. Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you what WWE messed up with Ryback when they put Ryback no. in that situation where he had to fight CM Punk because Cena got hurt. It was a no-win situation because if you win, if he wins, he's the world champion, but it was too soon. But then he loses, he lost. And that's exactly what happened. And that's where they messed up. And they couldn't recover from that. And then everything was, everything was, build you up to be a big monster to lose to John Cena. Because, like, that hill turn was absolutely, un, it was unnecessary. Yeah. First of all, he lost, to, he lost to Mark Henry at WrestleMania. That was it already. And then the next night he comes out and he beats up John Cena. It was like, it made no sense. Listen, man, Mark Henry is awesome. But office of, office of worst, pain. Worst rookie year. I got to get that one to carry across. Office of pain. Um, uh, I'm a, pain. It's a half Undis- and half. Undisputed Era had a great rookie year, too. As a ta- yeah, as a tag team, I would give Office of Pain. Mm-hmm. I would, like compared to Undisputed Era, I would have like, yeah, you kind of knocked out Office of Pain on that one. Yeah, but you kind of yeah, but Office of Pain losing to Sanity was a head scratcher to me. That was that was stupid. But <sighs> I'm gonna tell you what saved Office of Pain a little bit in this: the triple threat tag match with the elimination tag match they had with um. The revival in DIY. You remember that? 
I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> but it was like that was one of my favorite tag matches because of the fact that they was hitting each other's finishes. Yeah. And then I didn't expect it to be down to the revival and actual DIY. Who else? Yeah, you got nobody. But you, you, but you kind of, you kind of knew like an NXT too. Like if a team lost, if they were champions and they lost, you kind of knew they was on their way to the main roster after that. It was almost just so, like, what did you do from there? Um, okay, so, oh, you didn't mention we didn't mention this one. So what? So what did you think about Velveteen Dreams first rookie year? R.I.P. Velveteen Dream. You will still forever be one of my favorite wrestlers in that black and gold era. Because, yo, when I tell yo, Joe right now is in the chat. When I tell you I was a Velveteen Dream fan, I wouldn't buy none of his shirts or dress like that dude, but I will always be. But I will tell you right now, I will always be like, just annoy people. I just go, the Velveteen Dream. Because just to look, because I was a fan. His rookie year was fire. Granted, he didn't win much of his matches, but he always had match of the night. Yeah, he was he was the Dolph Ziggler at NXT. Now, now I won't even call him Dolph Ziggler. I will call yo. He was HBK of NXT. I'm sorry, HBK didn't win a lot of matches. I don't think nobody will ever say that. he. Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss is actually pretty good, though. That's the funny thing. It's just that nobody's ever going to get past the fact that Sunny Kiss is a gay wrestler on TV. But Sunny Kiss is athletic as hell. Yeah. I mean, I saw Sunny Kiss on Lucha Underground. I, yeah, I me too. Um, but sticking to Velveteen Dream, his match against Alex the Black, fire. Titus O'Neil, really? Enzo, yeah, I will give Enzo a good rookie year. I ain't got a lot of you. I'll give him a good solid, uh, but his rookie year was a solid two, two years. Like his yeah, rookie year plays his rookie year two. Year I remember that whole yeah. thing with the four villains. His, fit, his head got thrown into the yeah, because Enzo was too over. I will give you credit. Who's Arf Arf? Oh, that's a joke. Okay. I'm not gonna front. I wouldn't mind seeing Enzo and Cass in AEW as a tag team. I wouldn't mind either, cause I want I want Enzo to have a cut a promo on MJF. See, cause oh, I'm not I'm I'm gonna sit. Yo, hold on. The lines might start ringing if I say this, so I'm gonna say this anyway. MJF cannot hold Enzo in a promo off. He couldn't hold. Enzo. He couldn't hold. Um, he couldn't hold um, this guy. Um, yeah, Ricky Stocks. Ricky Stocks came up in the promo. He, he, yo, like, yo, what? Yeah, I actually seen Enzo. Not, not for nothing. I actually seen Enzo fight on um, MLW this week. He fought, um, uh, Mance Warner. Yo, he literally got knocked out in like two seconds. Like, he ran to got punched in the face and got pinned. That's all right. I don't want to see Enzo wrestle. I just want to hear him talk. I'm yeah, I'm sorry, but he'd be I a great manager for somebody who needs to. He'd be a great manager for somebody who needs a mouthpiece. Or AEW Keith Lee. Uh, I'm talking about more like a heel though. You turn Keith Lee here. Like, not for nothing. Not for nothing. Enzo would probably be a great manager for for, for um for Morrissey. Yeah. He'd do all the talking and let Morrissey do all the work. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's let's keep this. Let's keep it a book. MJF is trash on the mic. I think MJF lost a lot of steam since he's become world champion. It's just not. He really did. Know. Yeah, like I'm, it's almost better when he wasn't the champ. Cup of haters. Okay. Yeah, he's sure. Means it. The real one can cut a better promo than MJF. And that's how I'm going to keep... I'm going to make that close right now. His promos were so good, they put the Cruiserweight belt on him just to get more eyes on the product. 
And he did, though. And he did because the Cruiserweight was main event in Raw. It sure was. It, it was featured heavily on Raw. And it was bringing eyes to the 205 Live. Imagine Enzo was a manager for Big Cass and Luchasaurus. And that was this version. That was this, this generation's version of the skyscrapers. Name someone who had a good... That would be interesting. Name someone after. who had a... Great rookie year was a flop after. Um, that's a very good question. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura? Yep. <laughs> that might just be it. Oscar? Shinsuke, not because at least Oscar won matches after. Shinsuke, nope. never re- Shinsuke never recovered after he turned heel on AJ at WrestleMania. Not true, because he had one of the longest intercontinental reigns. Yeah, but that's they that, actually that, did put up. Oh, Bobby Roode. He had a pretty good rookie year in NXT, and he's just never recovered after that. Good. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. Who else was a? Who else had a good rookie year and totally flopped? Well, that's a good question. Though. Um, that is a good question. KB, who you yep. got? When I say totally, yeah, when you say totally flop, I mean, are they able to bounce back? Yes, Oscar, yo, Oscar see, and Nakamura. See, I'm going to tell you the difference between Oscar right now and Nakamura is Oscar's able to kind of reinvent herself, and we still believe that she can beat somebody's ass. Nakamura, not so much anymore. No, first of all, let's be, let's be clear. Nakamura has to tar- tone his shit down. Yeah, but I mean, with Triple H, you don't think because people complained about like hitters like Nakamura. Nah, Bobby Roode didn't flop at NXT. He flopped once he got to the main roster. Wade Barrett, that's a good one. Wade Barrett, that's a good one. I know because I'm gonna be honest with you. Alex Riley never had a good rookie year, so I can't even put him in that category. Alex Riley's biggest claim to fame was just turning on on Miz and beating him up like one time. After that, it was really no appeal. John Cena killed that career, though. Maven, that's true. Damn, it's all right, KD. Hit him with another one. John Cena was the reason Alex Riley never became a star. Even Alex Riley even admitted that. Chris Chris He never had a good... All right. I don't know. I never thought he was that good to begin with. Same. Same. Ooh, I got one. I got one. I got two. Three, actually. The Basham Brothers. Wow. And, because you remember, the Basham Brothers beat the Los Guerreros. Mm-hmm. And number and the third, the one, because Basham's is two, Orlando Jordan. Oh, I got one. Sean Benjamin. Oh, this nigga here. I hate to say it that way. But he had a great rookie year. He beat Triple H, man. Like he had a good no. He had a good. He had a no. He had a good run after that, as both Intercontinental and United States Champion. Mm. By the way, longest reign, a long reign, uh, one of the longest reigns with both of those titles. Which WWE put up? I'm gonna say who had a good rookie year, kind of flopped, and you might not agree with it, but Carlito. Probably never really did much of it. Oh, Chris Masters. Oh. Because once the master lock got once the master lock got broken, it was over. It was, it was pretty much over after that. Yeah, Bobby Lashley did that to him though. Yeah, now he stole the move. Damien Sandow. Uh, mm. uh, mm. No, I can't say because Damien Sandow, because you can't say we we talking about like within a year. Damien Sandow had a pretty good couple of years. You know, his career took off when he became the Miz stunt double. And then once, like, he went on his own and became a, a, a baby face, it didn't work out anymore. They remember they tried that whole, like, fake mega powers thing with him and Curtis Axel? Uh, what's this called? Snitsky. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he can't. It's, it's not my fault. Yeah, right back. That's a good one. I would say Heidenreich, but Heidenreich never even had a good rookie year, so that don't count. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan. I don't think Matt Morgan was given a fair shot. Yo, but he ain't get it. Yo, his rookie was. Yo, he was in high profile matches. His finishing move was always fire for me. The elevator. Which one? The elevator. I don't even know what that um, was. Um, which you probably uses it now. Um, uh, Eugene, that's a good one. Hammerstone uses the pendulum, the nightmare pendulum. Oh, they did. Yo, he, in TNA, he was using the F5. Yes, yes. Eugene is a good one. Uh, Eugene, Eugene was a really good one because of the way they tried. Perry to... Saturn. Oh, oh. Dean Malenko. Yeah, him too. To be fair, Perry Saturn had one of my best, one of my favorite feuds of all time, and that was with Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, I one loved of my favorite feuds, too. It was with his own partner, Cronus. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Sin Cara never had a good rookie year. See, I forgot about Sin Which one? Sin Cara Negro or the other one? Sin Cara's rookie year was botched from the minute he messed up on his entrance. When he stumbled across the top rope in his first match, he tripped over the top rope. Yeah. Then he broke his finger in the match and said he couldn't do he couldn't wrestle no more. Yeah. Speaking of broken fingers. Oh yeah, I know I've seen that. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. I hate to say it, not to many people, but I'm breaking too. We might feel like it's still, like but still a damn good first rookie year. Name some woman that had great rookie years. Beth Phoenix. Um, Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. Forcefully. Uh, Paige. Sutton. Uh, you okay? This is gonna sound crazier. I'm gonna say Bailey had a better rookie year on the main roster than Sasha did. And on top of that, Bailey was the first person to pin Charlotte at a WrestleMania. Yeah, sure. Page. AJ Lee. AJ, yeah. Trish said no. Trish said I had a good rookie year. No, she Trish said first. She didn't have no. Jazz had a good rookie year. Where, Mark? Tell me where. It sounds like we saying Philly. Are we out to Philly? Nikki James. Yeah, I will oh, always yeah. remember. I will always remember Nikki James for that infamous spot with Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you throwing up the Vader symbol? Huh? Yo, he had a dope rookie year too. Yeah, I just yeah. say he never won the title. But Vader scared uh, me. When I was younger, Vader scared me. For real? That's funny. Yeah. That's actually very Vader. funny. Well, he's from the Rocky Mountains, man. 400 pounds. Who? Which other female? I want to say. Rocky Robin. Nah, let me stop. Um, I don't. Um, that's a good question in terms of rookie. Uh, female wrestling. Oh, the good I got one. Shayna Baszler. Cause she was super dominant in NXT for Caitlin. a long time. I'm not saying Kate, Caitlin, no, 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 I, I don't think so. Man. But like I said, Shayna Baszler was Shayna Baszler for a super long time was dominant. Yeah, until they, she got done dirty by Becky Lynch. Didn't Shayna Baszler lose the title to Kyrie Sane? Yeah, Kyrie Sane had a good rookie year. Sable, yes, okay, yeah, Sable, yeah, Sable got a good rookie. Mm. Ah. Sable had a good rookie year in the era where we didn't care about women's wrestling too much. Yeah, but let's be honest. She outshined her husband. Oh, yeah, and that was bad. And she made it to the town. She, she outshined her husband so bad that another man took notice and took her away from her said husband and became her now current husband. And old said husband was going to do something about it until he found out who the now current husband was and he decided to just leave it alone. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? That said husband, after four to five, I was thinking about Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. 
another female wrestler. I mean, would you say China? You have to. I mean, she was dominant. Because she was a hot blonde with big tits. Say more. Man. Sable's okay. I don't. I, I wouldn't consider her like a rookie year. Who, Alundra, Alundra Blaze? No, Sable. Nah, I would say because yo, she said it. Nah, she. Oh, nah, she, great rookie year. Awesome Kong. Facts. You know when you say something, you can't even argue. Yeah. And I also, I yeah, I loved her, son. Awesome Kong. I loved Awesome Kong. Great rookie year. You cannot go wrong with her. I like how we just listing names. It's not even conversations. It's just a list of lists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it. We're just doing lists of lists. We over an hour now. Oh, and lost it again. Well, focus list. This is now my show. So I must say, I feel like, should I close? Should I be the one? To say, please tune in every Thursday at nine to the Evening Rush Network to catch the Yard of the Finish podcast Mondays. They have another show, which names slightly slipped my mind. I feel so terrible at this right now. But tune in all week for shows on the Evening Rush Network. Catch definitely the Yard of the Finish every Thursday at 9, where you can see me and our boy Rels and Don when he's back in the fold. And Don, you still there? Yeah, I'm here, bro. All right. In the back. But what he's trying to say is make sure y'all tune in each and every Thursday, catch the Art of the Finish podcast, or you can catch Rels Relaxation Hours on Monday. You already know what it is, man. It's gone, even though I'm not here today. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> we started it's out. It's the voice so, of God. Make sure you download the Evening Rush Network app, and we'll highlight you next week. Peace. Yes.